This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Free Kicks is up next, but first, listen to this other fine OPI show. On this week's Minutia Men Celebrity Interview, we talked to Amy Landecker. Your husband is obviously very politically uh, active. Um, I, I follow him on Twitter. <laughs> Let's go bother him now. Actually. Oh, okay. Right. We're waking up Bradley Woodford right now. I love it. Rick, this should be a new bit that we do. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, he's in the shower. Oh, this is even better. Honey. Oh, and he's naked, so I definitely won't turn Oh, no. Okay. All right. All right we're going to have to draw the line here. <laughs> Minutia Men, Celebrity Interview. An Opie show only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Free Kicks. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. Hey, hey, we're back. Uh, still, yes. still in isolation, right, Adam? That's right. Not but, going anywhere. But that doesn't mean we can't do a podcast about uh, all the things that are happening in the uh, football slash soccer world. Isn't that correct? That is that is correct. Lots of things happening. As a matter of fact, one of the reasons that we uh, were sparked into doing this show is there was a big announcement yesterday. You want to uh, tell everybody about that? Yeah. So basically, uh, there was kind of this big discussion and there's some more discussion going on. But uh, the, the championship, which is the lower leagues, the championship League One and League Two, uh, are talking about returning to training in mid-May and then potentially starting the league again in June which would be tremendous. Um, now, there's lots of discussions on kind of how that's going to work, but it might be a situation where they're going to be at two different neutral sites. They'll play four or five games in a day, and uh, the players will then, I think, stay in a hotel, which is very close to where the field would be, and just keep going. So, so when they say it's coming back, it's coming back in a really kind of – Totally different way. Oh, definitely. I mean, they're trying to they're trying to squeeze all of these matches into an eight week period. I think they talked about there's like 113 matches into an eight week period. Okay. So, <laughs> so think about that. I mean, from a from our standpoint, who can't go anywhere, my my workload is going to go down the pot completely. So I'm right. not going to be doing anything. <laughs> so, oh, what are you going to do? I'm going to watch five games in a row. Sorry, it's like it's like the World Cup every day. That would so, be great, actually, for the viewers. And, oh, you know, uh, awesome. uh, the English people are going through the exact same thing we're going through. In fact, yeah, uh, it's, uh, you know, maybe even worse there right now than it is here um, in terms of, you know, per capita. Um, right. But, uh, you know, this is the sort of thing we need. As I, I was just talking to my son about this yesterday, who's going, he's bouncing off the walls because he's such a sports yeah. fan. And he's got nothing to watch. He and his buddies found out that the Belarus Soccer Federation never shut down. I'm not okay. kidding, I'm not kidding about this. Yeah. And they have started a Belarus Premier League <laughs> uh fantasy league. That's brilliant. That's <laughs> that's, <pretty>. that's, <laughs> that's how desperate they are. 
That's great. Trying to watch the Belarusian league would be interesting, to say the least. And by the way, Belarus, what are you doing? I yeah, mean, I come know. on. How are you yeah. still playing games? They they really just don't care about human life there. It's just oh. like, hey, whatever. We lose a few, we lose a few. Gosh, unbelievable. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Now, so so with that, with this being the, the big news, the Football League now, the Premier League are also in discussion. So I'm I, from what I'm hearing is on Friday – so day after we this airs, that they're going to have discussions on when the Premier League could restart. So right. that could be a massive, massive hold as well in terms of how everything could change. So uh, they're talking again with the potential of maybe a mid-June beginning. Um, okay. And the, so, the, the EFL, I don't know if we said the specific date, and we might have. Uh, June 6th is what I saw. Right, that's it's right. The June first 6th. day of the games. Yeah. So they want to give them maybe two, three weeks to kind of get prepared. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> two, three weeks to get prepared for 113 games. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, yeah, exactly. It's going to be – I've seen pictures on these memes of, of players coming out of quarantine, you know, 30 pounds you know, heavier than what right. they should be. We all are. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, everybody's going to be there. It's going to be like watching – the first few games might be like watching an over-40 team, but that's yeah. all right. Um, but I mean, these guys are in tip-top shape. I don't think it's gonna. It, it'll jump straight into it pretty quickly. Uh, but hey, at this yeah. point, I'd watch an over forty game. <laughs> no problem. We're, you're right. We're desperate. We're desperate. I'm scouring it. You know, we're we're all watching all kinds of different things. I'm going back into the archives to watch other stuff. I know we'll talk about stuff that people can watch later. But there's, yeah. you know, we're 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 starved right now. We really <laughs> we are. are. We are. All right. So. Uh, I'm going to play the audio, even though it doesn't really apply, but here we go. Yeah. Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? You know, we're talking really more about what's happening off the pitch. And, you know, teams are, uh, they've got financial decisions to make. We're talking about the Premier League teams now. And some of them have made decisions to furlough their employees uh, over this uh over this break and uh the fans got pretty darn upset about that didn't they yeah yeah not not the smartest move you know liverpool and tottenham decided to uh think they was going to try to furlough their uh their office workers and the obviously the the non-playing staff and then so then everything came back it kind of hit the hit the fans so to speak and uh now they they kind of had had to renege on what they originally said yeah, I mean, these are billion-dollar clubs, all of these, uh, most of them anyway, or at least $100 million clubs. They can afford a month of paying their employees. No question. You know, I know we talked about it last last time we was on, and, you know, even if it's just a cut in, cutting the wages for a couple of players, I think all of those players would be willing to give up a couple of months' pay to help out a, a few of the the office workers and the, and the general people at those state at those uh, professional clubs. That's right, and and that is happening. Uh, a lot of yeah. the players are just voluntarily giving up, uh, you know, a portion of their wages, which I think is extremely admirable. Absolutely, absolutely. Now let's talk about some of the players that are not. Uh, living up to the social distancing because right. this is kind of a big story in England and this is Kyle yeah. Walker who's on the English national team right That's right for now uh yeah, yeah. good point <laughs> uh, was uh it is one of the main stays of the of the defense of Man City which is of course under in trouble anyway 
Um, yeah. Now he is facing disciplinary procedures after the Sun newspaper claimed he and a friend paid for two sex workers to visit his home uh, just hours after he issued a plea on social media for his, his followers to be sure to keep uh, the following protocols during the pandemic, which yeah. uh, did not look so good. Yeah, it was a bit of a shocker on his part, you know, and <laughs> whenever, you know, you go on and literally say, hey, you should be staying at home. And then all of a sudden he invites all these people into his house to have a big party. I mean, it's just not a smart move. And no, he he did one. And then I, I don't know if you heard about Jack Grealish as well. Yes. It was the same, yes. same, same situation. His situation was a little different. But again, he, he was driving a car and he got into uh, an accident. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, these are just because he was at a party with a bunch of people. So all these things are just not smart and they're not doing themselves any any service. And I feel bad for Kyle Walker because he's probably he was on the outside looking in at the national team. Yeah, that's true. Uh, right now, he's not even able to get in at all. You know, he's going to be, you know, he's definitely surplus to requirements, I would say, in terms of that outside fullback position. I mean. I would England's, agree with you. They've got yeah. plenty of other talent there now. Exactly. Got a, a, a nice little Liverpool outside back. <laughs> right. Pretty decent. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I don't think anybody else is going to be playing that position on the national team for a while because he's only so. like 21 years old. Exactly. But I, I will say this for Kyle Walker. He did say he did uh, um, publish a an apology, which says yep. – I understand that my position as a professional footballer brings the responsibility of being a role model. As such, I want to apologize to my family, friends, football clubs, supporters, and the public for letting them down. There are heroes out there making a vital difference to society at the moment, and I have been keen to help support and highlight their amazing sacrifices and life-saving work over the past week. My actions in this matter are in direct contrast to what I should have been doing regarding the <laughs> lockdown. And I want to reiterate the message, stay home, stay safe. Or so says Kyle's lawyer, because there's no way in hell that he wrote that himself. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Well, hopefully he stays home, stays out of trouble, and we don't hear from him again. So that's until we, until he's back on the pitch. Okay. All right. Now, before we get into um, what uh, I think the main gist of our show is going to be, which is some of the diverting uh, soccer films and stuff that we can watch yeah. to, to yeah. Uh, you know, pass the time. Let's talk about what's happening in your office because uh, that's that's still going on. And, and here we go. And now the latest Chicago area soccer news. Soccer, soccer news. news with soccer Adam. Coach Adam. So um, the office is closed. I'm assuming, correct? Correct. That is correct. But uh, you are busier than ever uh, doing all these webinars. Tell us about some of those. Yeah, so uh, both Marek and myself have been pretty busy putting things together. Marek's certainly uh, taken the lead on the first few here. Uh, So we've had some groups come in. We've been doing some player ones as well, talking about nutrition, uh, as well as uh, some mental health ones coming up as well. Uh, we're also doing some stuff for the coaches, so we're offering them some uh, sports, uh, some player analysis through uh, a company that we've been working with called Ipso, which is basically a scouting agency. So just giving coaches some information on maybe how they can scout and better 
uh, watch players, which is which has been very interesting. So that's a part of a three part series, and then later on at the in the end of the month, we've got some other things. I know we've got some discussions going on with uh, some professional academy coaches that are going to potentially jump on. So that's keeping us busy. The webinars, and uh, we're always willing to do anything for our clubs. So I've done a few already for some of our clubs, some independent uh, webinars just on player development and, and different areas as well. And then, and then also uh, from a social media standpoint, we're doing a lot of promotion. We're getting players to send in videos, things that they're doing, keeping busy during this uh, downtime, as well as working with some of our recreational uh, grassroots programs. What are they doing? How are they kind of keeping their players engaged? And uh, and just kind of anything that we can do to to keep players motivated and keep them moving. And I know a lot of the clubs are doing that already. Okay, so uh, let's let's take a break and then come back and uh, and discuss all of the uh, great other options that we have for people. Uh, we'll be right back with more of Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. And friends and everyone at Opie Shows want you to make sure to wash your hands. And if you're still one of those people who don't wash their hands after they use the bathroom, please do that now. That's something you should have been doing anyway. I Cover your mouth when you cough. No, no, no. Come on, people. And with that, we have a special message from actress, comedian, and fan favorite, Milana Vintrube. I just want to wish the people of Chicago a safe, warm, peaceful stay at home. Please stay healthy. Please help other people stay healthy by staying home. Stay safe, Chicago. Thanks, Milana. Thank you. Guys, seriously, you can save the world by sitting on your ass at home. You cannot afford to miss this opportunity. You won't get another one. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Stay home. You will be saving the world. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, it's time to get silly with cartoon fantasy rides. Plus, part two of our automotive turkeys list. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Hostable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we're back. Now, listen, Adam. Yeah. Uh, I have been watching a little bit of tv (laughs) kind of of reminds me of my childhood which was spent mostly sitting in front of the tv um but i have been watching all sorts of great uh television in fact that you gave me uh a a whole bunch of tips and and everyone else uh on the show last time we were on and let's let's talk about some of those because i watched them all i watched all that's impressive that's impressive (laughs) <laughs> uh, so you know, the first thing that I, I just went uh, and Googled, you know, top uh, documentaries about soccer. And yeah. the first one that showed up was the, uh, one called Diego Maradona. Have you seen okay. that one yet? I, ha- You know, it's funny. I have not seen that yet. It's on okay. my list. All right. So I saw that on the way back from our trip to Chelsea. I saw it on okay. the airplane. Okay. Um, and it is, uh, I should just tell you, it is totally worth seeing because it mm-hmm. talks about one of the greatest players of all time. And he yeah. was, I, I think safe to say, a very complicated person. Definitely. Uh, he, Diego Maradona was a superstar. Probably well, for his time, he was considered the greatest player in the world. Wouldn't yeah. you agree with that? Yeah, for sure. Now, he also got into all sorts of trouble but everywhere he went, he was a huge success. And and this documentary really focuses on the downfall of Diego, 
which mm-hmm. happens when he was at Napoli right. in Italy because the mafia families ran that town and they ran that club and they provided Diego with lots of, let's just say, things that are not on the menu for mm-hmm. most for most people. And right. uh, I'm not, I don't want to tell you any more than that. You sh- I highly recommend it. It's called Diego Maradona. You can find it on HBO+. Plus. It's on... Um, I believe it was on Netflix for a while. I'll see, yep. see if it's still there. Okay. So that's the first one. Now, to the ones that you mentioned last week, because uh, I watched all of these, and let's start with the one called The English Game. Yeah. That yeah. was spectacular. Great. Glad, I'm glad you enjoyed it. It was something that we came across. Actually, my wife was doing a little bit of a search, and uh, she said, let's, let's, let's put this one on. And we hadn't heard too much about it. No. And uh, it was it was great because it just basically talks about the history of, of of really of football, how it all began. You know, the upper crust and the the traditional uh, working class uh, person up in the northern part of England, and and how it all began. And it's not a documentary; it's a it's a drama. Yes, exactly. And it's not it's not just football. It's not just talking about how. You know the the tactics and the nuances of the game. It, there's some love stories in there. There's all kinds of yes, you know different different areas in there. So it, it it can definitely relate to even a a non a non footballing fan. It's actually the perfect husband and wife show to watch because it's like Downton Abbey meets yes. the Premier League. <laughs> you know exactly. Yeah, and it's the, it's actually from the producers from Downton Abbey. So they're the same ones that uh-huh. did that. Ha. There oh, you go. Okay. Well, I, you know, it's a it's a six part series, so you know, it's it's not a huge time commitment. <laughs> These days, I'm considering that not a huge time commitment. Um, That's right. It's about how a team of working class blokes. You like how I say that? Yeah. Uh, they became the first pro team in Blackburn, Lancashire. Right. right. Now, did you did you check out to see if this is accurate? If the uh, if the history of this is correct or not? Yeah, yeah, it's all right. It's all correct. Yeah, so this is it's all relates to how everything began. Absolutely. So there was this these two Scottish guys that came in and and shook it all up. Is that? That's correct. Yep. Okay. Cool. Well, I don't want to tell you too much about it. I just I I heard uh, Blackburn Lancashire and it made me think of the Beatles song A Day in a Life. You okay. know that's a line in there. There's a line in the song that says, uh, uh, "Let's see." Uh, uh, how many holes? Four thousand holes in Blackburn, Lancashire. I believe that's the line. And okay. I went and researched that. This is instead of researching whether football <laughs> is real, because um, I I have heard that line my whole life. Four thousand yeah, yeah. holes in Blackburn, Lancashire. I never even thought about it. It turns out that was about a story that was in the newspaper the day that John Lennon wrote that song, and it was about all the potholes in Blackburn, Lancashire, and they, the Blackburn Council did a study of it. They uh, decided that there were 4,000 potholes in the streets. Wow. So that's Amazing. that's the history of that. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's the, that area, the northern part of England, is such a hotbed of football. You've got Blackburn, you've got Burnley. This is where it all kind of began, and you're not too far from Manchester as well. So everything right there is just like a... It's a melting pot of, of, of football players, and that's why everything, that working-class players there, and then obviously you've got the, the upper-crust Southerners right. at the bottom. 
So it, it's really a good contrast. That's what's really nice about the film. Well, I got to tell you, just watching the origin of it and seeing the lives of the you know the the working class, especially in the 1880s, and really the, li- the lives of the working class haven't changed tremendously. I mean, they're not uh, <laughs> they're not quite in the same situation they were in the 1880s, but the the towns rally around these clubs and in a lot of these lives you know when you're working in the factory and your every day is the same your release for your sunday or saturday football game is everything yeah and the you're town gathers right. together and this is like something that you look forward to all week long yes exactly In a a lot of ways, to compare it, it, it's a bit like uh, Indiana basketball, you know, where the whole town kind of high school basketball, they just follow their high school basketball team and the whole town supports them. That's exactly what this is. So if you kind of relate it to that, you can kind of see that that's exactly how it was back then. The town just supports their team. Well, and it's kind of like that still today. If you watch the other show that we want to talk about here is Take yeah. Us Home, Leeds, which is yeah. another working class town. Right. And uh, that that show was all about this club, Leeds, which used to be a Premier League team for years. They were one of the best teams in the 60s and 70s. And they've fallen on hard times. And they are now owned by uh, a new owner, uh, uh, an Italian gentleman, Andrea Radrazzani, I believe. Is that how you Beautiful. pronounce it? Beautifully pronounced, yes. And they recruited a world-class head coach, Marcelo... Uh, Bielsa, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's really a fascinating show because you can see the town yeah. is... And, and they have a lot of fans. This is a documentary. And it's a, right. you know, a, I think it's also six episodes. Yep. Does that sound right? Yeah. Yep, that's... Yep. And they, they have these fans, and they follow the fans, and it's the same thing. It's like every week, this is this is what they're building for. This is their whole lives are these games. It means everything to them. You're absolutely right. I mean, to, to put it in perspective, they average 35,000 people for that team in attendance each game. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a capacity crowd. They Like you said, they live for the team. They follow the team through thick and thin. They're down in the, you know, the the second tier in terms of the championship, trying to get promoted. Right. Um, not to spoil it, but if you look in the history books, you know exactly what happened. <laughs> but um, it's really fascinating. And, and watching Bielsa, who's regarded as probably one of the top uh, tactical coaches in the world, just to kind of see how he does things. It's and the change that goes on. It, it it's really. Uh, it's really a good watch. It really is. Yeah, and you know the se- the first season ended. Well, you know they're not in the Premier League, so you know how it ended, right? They're not in the league, yes. so they didn't make it into the Premier League. But ironically, when everything went bad uh, at the, uh, you know, when coronavirus struck uh, the UK, mm-hmm. and and the league stopped, who was in first place? That's right. Yeah, the top of the table, good yeah. old Leeds. So they might be coming up, depending on what happens. All right. Do you have anything else you wanted to say about that show? Because I really, I really loved it. Yeah, I, no, I think it was great. It, it was. It's definitely. I'm looking forward to the second series. Hopefully, they've been following it this year. Like I said, you just never know 
but yeah, it's it, it just it just delves into the players. It delves into what's going on, and this kind of this spy in the wall type of documentary, I absolutely love. I do too. I, and the, you know, so there's another one out there. And by the way, take us home. Leads is on Amazon Prime if you want to Correct. find it, and it's yeah. well worth a watch. Let's talk about another one, which is kind of a famous one. Uh, yeah. Sunderland till I die. This yeah. is about a great club, Sunderland, that had been in the Premier League for years and fell down to the championship, and they decided to follow them. And, well, that one didn't quite go the same way. <laughs> no, that's right. So there's there's two series of this. Yes. So I don't I don't know how far are you into it. You I just watched the series, first season. You watched the first season. Yes. So the second, the second series literally just came out last week. Okay. I'd already watched the first one. You've got to watch the second one. I think you're going to really enjoy the second one. I okay. think it's a, probably a little bit better than the first one. Oh, okay, great. Because there's a change in the ownership. There's this move in terms of how things are happening. And uh, it's the, the drama is all, all there. And, uh, yeah, it's really another good watch documentary about, a, again, another well-supported team where the town gets around them. They just live for this club. And dependent on how many people go and watch them is really, you know, really how they survive. Again, this is a club that's in the third tier. So they're in League One. Um, they're actually, again, averaging, I think they pushed for their Boxing Day game, which was actually in the second season. I think they had close to 47,000 for that game. That's amazing. It's it amazing. Yeah. So, again, you're, you're looking at a team that's in the third tier, um, a professional club and there's definitely money there but it's it's another fantastic watch definitely that second season i thought was really good there's a lot of uh, a lot of moving pieces in that in that second part well it you know it's like the the leeds show where the owner the italian owner who came in and bought that club he saw that that there was the history there already there was the stadium there already there was the fan base there already it was just a mismanaged team, and there was a chance to take them back where they needed to go and a chance to make a ton of money by doing that. Yeah, yeah. And the exactly. same is really true of Sunderland, if you think about it. If, if you get the right ownership in there with the fan base and the stadium and everything going on there, that's another chance. I agree. If I was to have – if I had a pot full of money, that would definitely be one of the teams I would look to try to purchase down the road. Another one would be Newcastle because I just think that yeah. the, the group, the, the, the fan base that they have and the passion that they have now, there's, along, along with that comes a, a lot of pressure. You've got to do well. But uh, in fact, I was just reading today that there's some talk of maybe a takeover at Newcastle. So there's a new conglomerate that might be coming in to potentially take that over. So we'll find that out here. Do they have an American weeks. owner? Right now, Newcastle. No, no, they don't. They actually have an English owner. He uh, is actually a sports. He runs this uh, uh, company called Sports Direct. It's kind of oh, like that's a, right. That's right. Kind of like a kind of like a Dick Sporting Goods. When we was in England, you probably went in there. Yeah, we went into the store there. Yep. So again, a lot of cheap stuff and selling uh, shirts, different things. So he's the owner of that uh, company, and he's from the south. Maybe he doesn't always uh, do things the right way in the in the fans. Uh, choice but uh no again uh you know that's a club that's similar to Sunderland that has such a huge fan base yeah and they really don't invest in in players 
They haven't, not recently, yeah. no, that's for sure. All right. Well, all right. So those are the ones that uh, you you uh, uh, recommended to us last week. Let's do yeah. let's do the audio so you can recommend some more because yeah. uh, my wife will be thrilled. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> now time for Adam's weekend soccer TV tip. So what else is out there? Uh, there's so much. It's just <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, it's 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 amazing. I could I could talk for hours on this stuff, but. I would probably say there's one particular one, and this is a bit of a tearjerker in, in my eyes, but it's a great story. It's called More Than a Manager, Bobby Robson. So okay. Bobby Robson, and it kind of relates to what we were just talking about. He was the Newcastle manager for a while, but was also the manager of England during the 1990 World Cup. And I'm not going to keep on saying about all these English stuff. Don't get <laughs> me wrong. There's a lot of good other stuff. and We'll talk about those as well. But this is a great, great documentary on him becoming the manager at some of the biggest clubs in the world. He was the manager at Barcelona. He was the England manager as well as being the manager at Newcastle. So it just follows him. Fantastically done. One of the best stories and talks about how well-respected he was as a manager. So definitely. And he was a great player too. Yes, he was a very good player back in the day. Absolutely. Um, but, so, but when he was the coach of the national team, that, that was the best uh, result that England had for many years. That's right. 1990 World Cup. This was the, the World Cup of Paul Gascoigne, who was just tremendous. He brought him in. Um, there's uh, actually footage of all the players that were playing, and they interview him. You've got Pep Guardiola being interviewed on there, as well as Jose Mourinho, because Jose Mourinho worked with Bobby Robson. That's why it's such a great oh, watch. wow. So it's it, you. You got to see it. It's really, really good. And you can um, see some baggy uniforms. And you see some really baggy <laughs> uniforms, exactly. Um, but yeah, this was the 1990 World Cup, which was when England lost to Germany on penalty kicks. Go figure mm-hmm. in the semi-final. So you know that's it's it's really a, a great story. Talks about him and uh, really recommend it. Okay, what else? Well, there's so many more. Uh, there's there's another great story. Um, in, it's called 89, which is actually the story of Arsenal and how they won the uh, Premier League. Or it's actually the old first division back then, how they won it the last game of the season. So I don't know if you remember, a few years back, Man City won it the last day of the season. They won the yes. league. It was dramatic. Well, it actually happened in 1989 as well. So Arsenal did the same thing. They beat Liverpool in the last game of the season. So it's quite an interesting story uh, to see how they won the league, how they had to go to Liverpool to win it, and how everything kind of took place. A few okay. players, managers, another watch as well. Um, and then any of the all or nothing uh, shows, we talked about Leeds, Man City has won. There's a Brazil one as well. Those are all very good to watch. So, again, those are kind of spy-on-the-wall type of uh, movies. Uh, through uh, Amazon Prime, you can actually watch all of them as well. But, yeah, there's there's a long list. I'm going to probably start posting some of these, and I'm actually working on a webinar on just different types of movies that people can watch. But if you want a little bit of fun, Kicking and screaming is always a good one to watch. <laughs> That's true. And uh, what was the one with uh, Michael Caine and um, Pele and Sylvester Stallone? 
Yes, that's victory. That's still victory. my number one. That's if a great was, one. Yeah, I'll give you a quick top five. Okay. My top five of all time. Number five, Bend It Like Beckham. It's great. A good one. Four, Damned United, which is a really good one. Talks about Brian Clough, another great English manager. The movie Goal, number three, is a good one if you haven't seen that. No. That's about a Newcastle, uh, actually um, a Mexican-American player who goes over and plays in the um, English Premier League. Definitely worth a watch. Kicking and Screaming is still one of the funniest movies I've seen, number two. And, you know, it's got a... Any any anything with uh, Chicago Bears involvement? Yeah, Mike a, Ditka is in there. <laughs> exactly, and then certainly number one victory. Okay, as we call it in England, escape to victory. Here it's called victory, but uh, that's definitely still my number one movie of all time. So there's my top five. And that of all the five is the only one that has Nazis in it. That's right. Right. So that's always that's always fun if you want to see Nazis as the bad guys. Those are <laughs> those are your those are your movies right there. Well, the, that that's a that's a list for me. I'm I'm gonna get to work on that. So give me a couple of weeks, and then, and then uh, oh. we'll, we'll come back and we'll discuss. How's that? I got yeah. I've got thirty more of you to watch. So you may not leave that couch. So all right. Well, help. send it to me uh, via email so that uh, I can I can start uh, following some of these because that sounds awesome to me. Yeah. All right, so uh, that's it for this week's show. Uh, we will be back again. Uh, uh, let's say, let's say two weeks. Yep. Uh, we need to thank our executive producer Tony Lasana with OpiShows.com. Opi is hippo backwards. O p p i h shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead; it just moved to a better place. RadioMisfits.com. And uh, we'll be like, we'll be back in two weeks with another episode of Free Kicks. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Dying while voting in Wisconsin. Germans who don't follow orders. Matt Robertson and oral sex. <laughs> My brush with Curly Neal of the Harlem Globetrotters. And our interview with comedian, speaker, playwright tim clue all that in unlimited tangents on this week's minutia men tony lasano podcast and opi production on the radio misfits podcast network radio misfits.com <clears throat> a lot of anchors do that <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah it's a thing <clears throat> are you ready oh boy Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. Hi, I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. Let's do it again. What? That was good. No, we messed it all up. What's wrong? What? How? It was going good, and then it went south. No, it didn't. Well, if that went south, see what happens now. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Hi, I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. Back to you on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. RadioMisfits.com. I need an agent.